This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for the Happy Hour comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. So, hi, Dave here. I'm not running this ad with uh, Beth or Veronica for reasons that you're about to figure out. So, here we go. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Their lawnmower, <laughs> 2.0, has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag anything down there. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice, down there and keep in mind to not use the same trimmer on your face lads get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bigheads at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code bigheads yeah it's such a good song i always get melodies stuck in my head but not the but not the lyrics so (laughs) I get I get a melody and I'm like I don't remember if I heard this melody somewhere or that I made it up and that a certain thing happens and then I hum it to myself and I'm like oh Christ this is my hell. <laughs> so it's the worst. This is episode oh. 87. Ooh, oh I was close. It's the Sydney Crosby episode. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Ethan. shit. Oh, oh shit. shit. That's right. It is the Sydney Crosby it's episode. The we're not going to talk about anything <laughs> with the Habs tonight. It's going to be yes, the Sidney Crosby episode. <laughs> All hail our Lord and Savior, Sidney Hockey Robot Crosby. Hockey Robot. Esquire the second. Oh, my God. People hate fun, though. Yes, they do. God forbid. Speaking of hating fun. Five. Four. <laughs> three. Two. Two. One. Hey, the world one. Is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. <sighs> Hello, world. It's a song that we're singing. singing. Nope. Come on, get get happy. Record scratch. Here's what's happening. I'm sure you're all wondering what exactly is going on in Habsland this week. I, too, am wondering that same thing. And I have been wondering it since... Oh, let let me check my fucking calendar. I've been wondering it since... November 23. Good job, Dave. Good job. I have been wondering that for the past hmm, eight, nine, nine or ten days. And so has the rest of Habs Nation. This is the preface for the rest of the episode. My name is David Auger, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com. And I'm joined... As always, by Beth. Hey, yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? On the ones and two. 
It's Beth here. You can find me at H-I-B-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter. And Veronica. Check, check, check one, two. <laughs> I'm waiting for my introduction. I said, and Wait. Veronica. Oh, I told you that sometimes you cut out. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are the happy hour. Also affiliated with Twitter.com. <laughs> so, what's going on th today, tonight, I should say, is that, um, given, given the immense buildup since our last week's episode with uh, Francois Gagnon, which uh, was great, Beth, stop breathing into the mic, we um, had he ourselves... <clears throat> yeah, because Skype tells me who's on and not. So, what happened was... People have expectations of this particular episode, and I don't blame them. I, too, had expectations going into this episode that were building up throughout the day. More, more, more to that point, because I was not distracted at all today. Everything I did today, because I'm a degenerate, was on Twitter. And when I say that, I say that because today, New York State is being, uh... I don't know the proper word. It's just being dumped on Quarantined. by oh. snow. Quarantine is good. Uh, it is the governor declared a state emergency. Oh, shit. Which means, I didn't know that. Which means that all non-essential state employees, that's me, stay home. So I did. I got myself a day off. So what did I do? I spent it on Twitter. And do you want to know what <laughs> happened on fucking Twitter? Everything! Now, in preparing for this episode, I've been doing it for a few hours now, at least, while listening to um, Man in the High Castle, a show that I love and adore. We came listening? up to about, well, listening and watching at the same time while getting notes together and etc. I, I multitask right, right, right. a lot. so That's great. Good job. So, Good thank job. you. Merci. And uh, what happened is that we get to like the 10 minutes before we start recording, and... I decided to finally distract myself. Today is an important day in Hab's history. It's more important than the length of this losing streak that they definitely are in. Eight games. It's called a winless streak. A winless streak. Thank you. Yeah. Three points in eight games. Ain't nothing to talk about. However, <laughs> excuse me. December 2nd, today, tonight, is important because it was on this day five years ago that the Habs organization learned of the death of Jean Bellevaux, our esteemed captain and ambassador not only for Montreal, not only for Quebec, not only for Francophones, not only for the fans, but also hockey in general. Yeah. A titan of the sport, and of goodwill towards all people, which, you know, comes into uh, the light that, you know, this season, we're also getting into the holiday season. We should only aspire to what Jean Bellevaux brought to the world, if not in sport, and definitely outside of sport. The tradition of uh, meeting... Um, 
of a meeting and going to uh, the Children's Hospital in Montreal was started, I believe, under his uh, tenure as captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And um, today, the Habs released a video honoring Jean Beliveau. Seven minutes and some odd seconds uh, going through the highlights of his career and then ending it with the somber moment of silence as uh, his seat next to Elise, Madame Balevo, uh was lit up with the number four draped over it. And that calmed me down. People expected the Raging Dave, and that may come at some point this episode. <laughs> but I got myself very sober. Not that I've been drinking today, which I ought to have, somber. but... Well, no, sober. I meant sober. Oh, okay. So I sobered up, and we're going to talk about this winless streak as it is. So, I guess I can start unless we have some comments. You can go. Okay. So, we spoke to Francois last week, Monday, knowing that, oh my God, that loss against the Rangers on Saturday, what a what a complete catastrophe that was. Up for <laughs> nothing, just to lose in regulation, six to five, or whatever, the, whatever yeah. it was. We spoke to Francois <laughs> on... <laughs> Right on the brink of the next day, which would be that game against the Bruins at home in Montreal. A game that we were really looking forward to. Well, hey, Montreal Canadiens, they got godsmacked by the Rangers on Saturday night. Let's go to practice. Let's make sure this doesn't happen again. The Habs leave the Tuesday night game against the Bruins with an 8-1 to loss. An 8-1 to Loss, a touchdown, and a safety, I think, against... We don't watch football that. in this household. Yeah, I, I mean, the, on this podcast. I can't, I can't remember if a safety is one or two points. but so I, I thought that was a no. position. No, 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 no. I thought so, too. It is, but it's... Okay. So, 8-1. to one. And that it. opened up a, a few... Yeah, at least he scored. And it was Shea Weber, I think. That's right. Yeah, thank God. Thank God for that one goal. <laughs> thank thank good Lord, sweet Mary Jesus, baby Jesus, Lord. Baby Yoda. So I'm going to oh talk about that too. <laughs> now, so that was bad. We figure, okay, chalk it up to an elite team making mincemeat of a bubble team, which people are you know calling the Habs. That's and, the new, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's evidence, however... Yes, I was correct about this. Thank you for that, Beth. Now, um, the next game was against New Jersey, and there's no backstory to those kind of games ever when it comes to New Jersey rolling into town, at least nowadays. Jersey are not doing well, and they haven't been doing well <laughs> for a reason <laughs> that I'm not going to mention, but they haven't been doing well for a while. And when I mean a while, I mean across seasons. Yes. Yeah. Jersey if I'm not mistaken, have the worst goals for in the entire league. That's a team that cannot score. 
ever. The Habs <laughs> leave the Bell Center. Except... Yeah, the Habs leave the Bell Center with a 6-4 to four loss to New Jersey. What was bad against the Rangers became worse against the Bruins and is now quite literally on the brink of the apocalypse with a loss to New Jersey. The Habs scored goals. They didn't have a lead once in that game against New Jersey, the team that cannot score goals. The defensive liabilities were laid bare. Something like eight or nine odd man rushes against a team with the likes of Shea Weber. Against the likes of Ben Sherratt, Victor Mete, Jeff Petrie. All of which, and then of course the third pairing, which I don't recall if that was Riley and Kulak that time. I believe it was, but don't quote me. Yeah, I don't recall. No. Regardless, whatever the defensive structure was that the Habs have been building on this season utterly collapsed in that game in a worse way than it did against the Rangers, in a worse way than it did against the Bruins. Whatever was wrong, there it was in that game against New Jersey. I was there to witness it live. I loved every second of it. Thank you, Jessica, for the tickets. Then Friday, I didn't do anything. I laid in bed and stared at the ceiling, wondering why. (laughs) David. I did something. I actually don't remember what I did Friday. It must have been important. Didn't you go around and walk around? Yeah, I walked around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Montreal's a cool town to walk around, but it was also literally cold. Holy hell, and I did not dress appropriately for that either. Uh-oh. Nope, that was good. that was a big uh-oh. So then, I got to watch another game. Saturday, the 30th <laughs> of November, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Gritty was in the Bell Center that night. Holy shit, yes. Yeah, along with uh, some other mascots, but all that, no, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what was important <laughs> there is that the Habs played the Flyers, 3-3 at the end of the third brings him into regulation. An offsides call by the Habs uh, brings the puck uh, out of their zone uh, into the neutral zone. I'm sorry. The Flyers win the faceoff, score on that shift. 4-3 loss. It was Gustav Olofsson's first game, and he didn't look bad for a guy in his first NHL game. Gustav Olofsson, whom I might have to remind people, whom we acquired uh, for uh, Will Bitten, but was plagued with injury last year and is now playing healthily. Thank God. Yeah. Which is great. We got a point. Okay. So that's cool. That brings us to a total of 28 points on the season, which is, uh, well... Just a hair's breadth outside of uh, the wild card, I believe. I actually didn't check that. I don't recall. But there's some. Last I looked, we were a point behind the vaunted Maple Leafs mm, mm. with one game in hand. Yeah, the Toronto Keefs, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Maple Keefs. I like that. I'm going to keep that. So, Kincaid was in net against the Flyers. 
Didn't look bad. The defense actually looked sound. They didn't do all that bad. It was an improvement over whatever the game against New Jersey was. And then what happens? Oh, why was Kincaid in that? Well, because this was a back-to-back game. Because Sunday, a rare Sunday game, the Habs were in Boston to face the Bruins again. For the second time in as many in that same week, I believe. Uh, a much better game. A much better game. The Habs were able to keep the Bruins off the board for 40 minutes. And then disaster disaster strikes with uh, Pasternak doing Pasternak things. Beating Carey Price over his shoulder and into the top corner. An elite shot. Yeah. An impossible shot. to, And everything was done as much as they could. Maybe blown coverage. Whatever. Pasternak's going to make a shot. There was a power play goal. Later on, on a uh, holding call on uh, the vaunted uh, Nick Cousins. Great player. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. Awesome. And then, really? I believe, an empty netter. Now nah, he can go fuck himself. I don't give a shit about Nick Cousins. Yeah, I didn't believe you. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, and then an empty netter makes it a 3-1 loss. Okay. 3-1 is better than 8-1, but it's still a loss. Especially with the schedule that's coming up against the Islanders, who are playing insane hockey. Against the Avalanche, who are playing insane hockey. Then against the Rangers, which I'm going to attend avec mon oncle. Oh, yay! For his first game to watch the Habs ever, apparently, live. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. <gasps> that is really cool. What a treat. Yes. Yeah. At MSG, and it's going to be great. I just bought the Amtrak tickets today. And, uh, yeah, we'll be on mm, our gonna way. Ride the train and mm. eat weird hamburgers in the microwave. Don't eat the weird hamburgers. I well, do not recommend it. The trains, uh, the train from Albany literally goes under MSG. So makes sense. Plus, that's cool. Plus it's that's like, really cool. Plus it's like 35 bucks. So it's nice. That's also cool. Do not eat. I'm serious. Do not eat the hamburgers. Nah, we're going to eat some other stuff. So okay, good. that's where we are. The Habs are on an eight-game winless streak, the worst since, and if I read it correctly, I didn't. Again, I didn't look it up. This off my memory. The worst streak since 1940. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the Depression era. It might be now the Depression era. <laughs> We're living it. Quite literally, the <laughs> record for uh, the team is 12 losses. And there is a good chance, like a not middling chance, that that might happen. Because, as I've said, the Islanders are playing some hockey, as are the Avalanche and the Rangers. Of course, we have them on a back-to-back. Maybe the quote-unquote weakest team in the tandem this week. So here we are. And Here we are. Now we can talk David, about all sorts of shit. There's there's so much parody in the NHL today that you can't discount any team. And it, you can't discount the Habs either. Uh, I heard on the pregame show in, on TSN 690 on Saturday a replay of Pierre Maguire, with whom I don't always agree. Oh, I love Pierre. But... I do appreciate his analysis and, you know, he knows a lot of hockey, this man. And he 
as we all know, has, has never shied away from an opportunity to knock the Habs or their management staff or their coaching staff or their players, namely Jonathan Drouin. And he, he never shies away from, from an opportunity to do that. And what he tried to, he tried to, first of all, he said something that we all agree with, and that is that this team really likes each other. Um, There's going to be more to that, but yes, continue. Sorry. And he said that the, the, the loss against the Rangers mm. kind of did a number on them mentally. Because they were up for nothing at home Saturday night. Everything's great. Then they lose in regulation. It was for nothing. Yes. Now, yes, we yes. talked about that loss with Francois on Monday. And I said that they lost the character test, failed the character test that night. Everybody know that doesn't mean I think that they failed the character test in general, because I don't think so. But a sort of resounding theme. And then they had a horrible loss against Boston. It just and that was, excruciatingly bad. It was, it was just painful. But, you know, that kind of shit. And then with the people who are supposed to be supporting you, who are your fans, are calling you awful names. Like I've said in the past, like this is how we support our team is by telling them what a disappointment they are and how they should be gone. Blah, 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 blah. And so, I mean... That kind of stuff, it weighs on you. And um, today, interestingly, Bobby Mack on the morning show said that our, it's not over. Our based Bob. Our, our Bob father. The Bob father who are in Which heaven. apparently he doesn't like that. Oh, really? What? Apparently okay. he doesn't like to be, like, who wouldn't? I mean, whatever. Well, what if then he wanted to be called just Bob? Well, then he's just going to be Margaritaville Bob. Yeah, Bobby Margarita. We'll, oh, I'm so tired we'll have Jimmy to Buffett. have him on and ask him. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we can. <laughs> just just ask just Bob McKenzie to come on. Yeah, I'm sure we that'll, can ask. That the worst he can do is yeah, say no. Yeah. He's just a person. Yeah, come on, yeah. Bob. No, he is, he is our Bob who are in heaven. And so... Hockey be his just, name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of summarize what he said this morning is that it's not over. And these guys understand what's required of them. And yes, they are down Jonathan Drouin, which luckily, I mean, so, so many people must be conflicted about the fact that he's not there. <laughs> and it sort of coincides with this slide that the Habs are currently on. And I mean... <laughs> Our um, former... Two, two months ago, they wanted him shipped out of town. Yep. And now he might, he might just be important. Our former partner, Ashley, had a great little thread about that that we should talk yes, about. Yes, it was very mm -hmm. good. But I think that might be good for another part, but continue. But yeah, but what I was getting at is, yes, we're playing the Big Bad Islanders tomorrow who have been playing good hockey. But you know who played good hockey this weekend is the Canadians. They had a few breakdowns that led to losing each game. But that game that they played against Boston yesterday they were having fun and they co were connecting on every pass and they completely stymied the Bruins for 47 minutes. This is something to build on. Now, granted, this is just what I say because I'm trying to find the positive because that's what you want to do when you're trying to dig your way out of a hole. But uh, today, 
Brendan Gallagher was like, we don't care about the moral He said victories. so many good things. He was excellent. And that was another sign of encouragement for me. Because when, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but that year, I think Kessel's last year in the on the Maple Leafs, when the all they did was lose, leading up to the end of the season, just loss upon loss upon, they were just the dead eyes on those players, the just absolutely dead blank eyes on those players were like, these guys are never going to win again. Mm -hmm. So you see, you see people like Max Domi, Brendan Gallagher, Shea Weber, Shea Weber last night was pissed. Uh, Carrie Price was a Carrie. Yeah. Carrie Price said that um, he was really encouraged about the play in front of him. And he thought that they played well. And when they play like that, they're going to win more games and they lose and, you know, chin up and all that stuff. Shea Weber flat out said, it's not acceptable. It's a loss, blah, blah, blah. Like he was, he was like not having any of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I just find that the collective mindset of them right now, despite this winless streak um, is encouraging. And the two games this weekend were kind of a pisser but they played well for the most part. So uh, I ain't afraid of the Islanders tomorrow, to be honest. I don't care what kind of hockey they've been playing. They're about to meet the Montreal Canadiens, who've lost eight games, are incredibly motivated. They know who they're up against, and they're pissed about losing the last two games because in the last two games, they played really well. So mm -hmm. maybe the Islanders ought to be afraid of the Habs tomorrow yeah. night. And the streak has to be broken sometime. Yeah. It's not going to last forever. No. Even teams at the bottom of the standings win a game or three. Yeah. The Devils beat the Habs twice. Yeah. They suck. Yeah, and Arizona beat the Habs after having a 20-game losing streak like a year or two ago, too. Yeah. That was 6-5, mm -hmm. and I think Weber scored twice. Yes. Maybe. I don't remember. I just remember going into a hockey game that I was playing, like, oh, the Habs are up, and then leaving that hockey game, and somebody's like, Dave, the Arizona Coyotes just beat the Montreal Canadiens. I said, Yeah, I remember. Fuck! I was like, really, the Habs had to be the ones to give them their first win? Mm -hmm. Really? Um, I wouldn't care now since Phil Kessel's on the team, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, like, there have been a couple of fisticuffs happening at practices Ooh, yes and oh that's right also like good freaking the fuck out and like when we see it on other teams we're like oh that's not good they, they need to get their <laughs> shit together and the coach needs to get their guys together but gallagher came out and said like it's a good thing it shows that people are emotional that people are invested that they get that they care and that they no want dead eyes there they want to fix things and figure out what the problem is so that they can play some goddamn hockey and win a fucking game. Yep. And a team that notably had uh, scuffles in their season uh, during their practices last season were the Blues. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure somebody like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was Ryan O'Reilly or. I don't think it was because I don't know the Blues roster that well, but they 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 like took their stick and like <laughs> tried to whack one of their goalies with it in the head. <laughs> I was like, "Holy oh my god, fuck yeah!" That's not that's a bit more than a scuffle, but whatever. Anyway, 
I'm not a fan of scuffles among allies, but what can you do? Yeah. Apparently, it builds champions. And um, I liked it. So especially with with Mete. Yes. He's never fought anybody in his career. No. And, and, and like, Max Domi could kill him. Fight, I'm gonna fight Max Domi during practice. <laughs> Jesus, so ill advised. Oh my god. And then he's and, out for two weeks. Well, he's out, but that's not why. Yeah, no. <laughs> in his post practice interview that very day, he was fired up, man. He was fired up in his interview. And I just thought it was good. It's good. You don't want, like, guys skating around with their shoulders slumped and, well, we're just going to lose. So what's the point? No, mm -hmm. they are pissed and they are riled up. I love it. For sure. For sure. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Now, with all that being said, the last 10 games for the Habs, they have a record of 2, 5, and 3. Um, not great. Last regulation win was against the Washington Capitals of all teams, where they honestly flummoxed them. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They played their, their hearts out against them. Uh, one of the things that I like harping on, because I think it's worth harping on, especially when it comes to situations like these where the Habs are not doing well, is just God, God, God damn it, the special teams. And that's been, for different reasons, of course, this, this season, whereas the penalty kill is killing them, yet their power play is at okay, but at getting worse again. Let's pause here and take a moment to hear from another podcast in the Big Heads Media Network. Hey guys, this is Landon Carrico from the Neutral Site Podcast, the premier sports podcast for all Kentuckiana basketball and football content. Join us as four lifelong friends from three rival fan bases debate each other mercilessly and hilariously about the University of Kentucky, University of Louisville, and Indiana University sports, along with some occasional NBA discussions centered around the Memphis Grizzlies. A truly unique podcast that combines comedy and sports where no one episode is ever the same. Be sure to check us out on Transistor and on Facebook and Twitter, whether you bleed red or blue, or you wear crimson and cream pants in public. Stay tuned for weekly content, and until then, stay neutral. So, in these past four games, Bruins, Jersey, Flyers, Bruins again. Past four games, they had one power play goal out of eight chances for a whopping 12.5% power play <coughs> percentage. Not great. On the season, their power play is 15 goals on 80 chances for 18.8%. Good enough for 16th in the league. Not awesome. But what can you do? The penalty kill, which is the real the real issue. The past four games, they allowed three goals on 10 chances. Uh, which means that they stopped 66% of the chances from other teams. Which is, again, not good. Because of this next stat. For the season, 22 goals against them on power plays. Out of 82 chances, one would say, oh, that seems like a good dispa dis you know, uh, disparity. Um, that's good enough to stop 63% of uh, an opposing team's power play, which puts them at 30th in the league. And I forgot to mark down that's who was last. worst. No, it's not last, but at the same now I have to freaking figure out what the freaking, 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 freaking... Uh, it's an easy... They killed a 5-on-3 yesterday. Did they? 
uh, Weber. Who was it in the box with Weber? No, that mm. was that wasn't a five on three. Or was that Saturday? No, that wasn't oh, a, five wasn't a five on three. No, no, no. They um Weber like Pasternak. He got mad at Pasternak. And then he shoved Pasternak, and Pasternak didn't get called, and blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Thanks, West. Pasternak. Mc... Oh no, it wasn't West. Whatever. Um. Shit, where the hell is that stat? Oh, I got it. Okay, so the team that's wor- <laughs> <laughs> fucking Detroit. <sighs> Another team that has beaten the Habs. Yeah. In the regular season. Oh, I season. forgot about that. <laughs> yep. So, oh, Lord. So, special teams in general is are not good. And so we look to, well, why is that the case? Well, number one, of course, in the past four games, and it has been noted that Jonathan Drouin is not on the team. He's not a penalty killer, but goddamn, is he an important piece of the power play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it seems that he's important in other ways. Now, I want to... Uh, bring up uh, Ashley's um, at Allure, Ashley's um, little mini thread, which mentioned specifically Drouin and Byron. They are some of their speediest guys, and also some of their best when it comes to transitioning the puck and whatnot. Um, And that's, having both those players out has apparently created this, this void that the Habs have not been able to really figure out until really recently the past two games they've been able to compensate for that loss uh once they they once they get back we can see but they're gonna be gone until january at the earliest february at best and now mate's gone too. isn't byron back earlier than that no i think well byron they actually reserve. reserve. Yeah, okay. No, well he was, it was supposed to be four weeks but now he's on ir so who knows so Ashley Strad, sorry. Well, no that that was the that was the main point that I wanted to to mention. Yeah. Well, and so that led to, uh, despite the, you know, if you can be encouraged in a loss, which Brendan Gallagher certainly is not, but despite the encouraging improvement in play over the last few days, Habs Nation has been considerably in consternation <laughs> over what now everything you Absolutely gotta fire the everything. gm you gotta make a trade you gotta fire a you coach, gotta be strong you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, be wise you gotta be, best, you gotta be stronger <laughs> all i know all i know love will save the day yeah yeah <laughs> um so here's my impression of the haps over the last 24 hours Fire the GM. Fire the coach. What are they doing? This GM never does anything. All he's ever done is he's never done anything. When any when everything is going wrong, he's just pretending that everything's okay and that it's going to work out, work itself out. And he's sitting on all this cap space and he's got to do something, do something. So today we find out that the Kincaid is put on waivers. Well, yeah, don't do that. an interesting, don't do that. an interesting move that. Like now. Yeah, and I agree, Veronica. I'm totally on board. I'm I'm sure people were wondering, well, when's Claude leaving? When's anybody leaving? When's Molson gonna shit can Bergevin? Um, so I don't know. Let me let me focus on the Kincaid thing. So the Kincaid 
putting him on waivers. Notice it is a quarter to 11 uh, the night of the December 2, and um, nobody's picked him up. Well, we don't find out until tomorrow at noon. Oh, he won't? I thought they no. I thought they announced that stuff right away. Uh, whatever. Then. No, it's announced at noon. All right. So I guess we figured out that. So anyway, okay. Either he's with the organization kind of still. who can claim him, I think. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. So. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. there's. Okay. He's either with the organization still or not. Whatever. <laughs> what? I. J uh, okay. I tweeted this out and I was very proud of myself for tweeting it. But it's like, <laughs> people are saying that Kincaid was not the problem. And I can see their point. Because as is, the team, in general, defensively, has been shit These past, you know, during this, during this skid. And putting that on the backup goalie seems kind of odd. But... As, you know, people have dug into, it's like, well, Kincaid hasn't been that good in general for the Habs. He has one win on the season, and that was uh, against uh, Vegas on Vegas. Halloween. Yep, on Halloween. And then I think, uh, what's the rest of his record? He's one, two, and three, maybe, if that. Something like that. Either way. Uh, five points in five games played or something like that. Which is fine. Thank you, Kincaid. For that contribution to the Canadiens and the Montreal. Um, the thing is, Kincaid was always going to be brought in as a cheap alternative. It was expected that he was going to be a proper backup for Price. So that we don't have to play his brains out. But what's been going on? We've been playing Price's playing his brains, brains out. out. So. Yeah. It just means that the coaching staff does not trust Kincaid with that load. I imagine that they would have trusted Niemi, though, now that I'm starting to think about it. Niemi would have gotten more starts, I think. But, I don't know, it, it, that's not here nor there. But Regardless, Kincaid is out. Caden Promo Not is necessarily. In. So they're, they're... I mean, Caden... Well, yeah. Kincaid's, like, he's not on the main team because uh, Promo got called up regardless. So Kincaid will yes, be going to the level. Yes, and the other disagreement among the fan base. Well, obviously, they're going to call up Lindgren. I thought they would, too. And they called up Primo. And I was like, okay, let the kid. Give the kid a chance. All right, he's going to be our new Bennington, apparently. And our friend Paul. Paul Campbell. Paul, Paul Campbell, the goalie guy. Goalie guy. He he basically said, we, we need something. We need something here. So try him out. And then if he doesn't work out, he, the way that he put it is... <laughs> Uh, Bergevin's ears should be melting his bone looking for a solution here because overplaying Price even though Price will never turn down the opportunity to play overplaying Price is not a good recipe for future success if we're going to make the postseason that's right um, now of course you know we mentioned uh, Primo Caden there uh, who um, had a uh, <laughs> who in the preseason played a game against the devils and won so there's that hmm. um regardless who knows what that's gonna you know shake out with this week um caden has to play a game because of the back-to-back -back. price played yeah. a back-to-back -back previously uh and that was oh shit what was the 
whatever games it was that he he played a back to back and it just you know they lost both damn games. Uh, so Caden will probably have to take up the load and he might play in the game where I watch him in uh, at MSG yeah. essentially. Or they put him up against a stronger team on that back to back with the Avalanche. So we'll see. Either way, I I mean who cares if if Kincaid gets picked up or he goes down, the cap space. You know, it's it's getting alleviated at least that 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 little bit there because Kincaid wasn't that wasn't that expensive, and I can understand liking the guy because he tweets out emojis all the time. Good fucking whoop! All right, <laughs> great. And let's have him stop a puck. Oh, the defense failed him. Well, maybe they don't trust him. You know, there it is. Maybe the coaching staff doesn't trust him. That's all that matters. The coaching staff says, nope, we need something else. Bring up a kid, and it's good. This is such a good problem to have because we have <laughs> we have talent in the pipeline you know zach for cali didn't work out oh well i forgot what we got back to him or was it waivers that we lost zach for cali for shit again something i don't recall regardless lindgren was the way and then now we have um promo who's playing you know lights out you know for his credit and he's yeah, for the most part in laval so there's that oh and matthew peck is up too hooray yeah, another. He's and, he's fast. Yeah, he's like a he's like a poor man's Byron. We've lost like, a lot of speed with Mete and Drouin and that's and, Byron. and that's exactly why they're probably calling him up. They need yeah. the foot speed, and that's missing with Drouin and I Byron being out. I feel the need. Need, the need for, speed. for speed. I wonder who's gonna slot in in the lineup. I wonder if they'll take mm. out Houdon for him. Well, find out. All right, I guess we will. Further, how the decor is going to look out, look uh, without Mete, and that's that's the biggest thing because they were just getting their system back, and then Mete goes down. Yeah. Also, Fukali was lost to free agency. Okay. See you later, Zach. Wasn't it to Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. But then they didn't re-sign him, so he is now um, playing for the crunch, but they have loaned him to some ECHL team. I can't remember which one. So the Um, lightning, in other words. Yes. Uh, He is currently playing with the Orlando Solar Bears. Isn't that Toronto? I don't... The Solar Bears? Yeah. Maybe? They do have similar colors, so maybe. Well, I Um, think uh, in the ECHL, a lot of teams uh, share teams, so... Because, like, uh, for... um... I can't even get into it, but yeah, they, they should. Orlando teams. Solar Bears have uh, similar colors as um, Vancouver, but okay. anyway, I don't know who their affiliate is. But he is on loan from the Crunch to the Solar Bears because I guess maybe the, maybe Tampa's like us and we don't have and they don't have a um, an ECHL team. Right. Yeah. Hence the sharing between teams, like uh, over here in Glens Falls and New York, uh, the Adirondack Thunder have some uh, kids from the Habs mm-hmm. on the team, but also some Flyers, and I think another team mm-hmm. as well. Oh, no, the Solar Bears are, are with Tampa. Oh, okay. I don't know. Must have been something Who else. Who knows? Oh, well. Anyway, that's deep in the league, and I don't care about them. Um, aside from that, uh, Claude's not going anywhere, and removing Claude, I think, would be very devastating to what's going on with the team, uh, mainly because of things that I spoke about with John Liu whom I met up with after the game against the Flyers Saturday afternoon. 
Hi, John. Hi, John. Thanks for Hello. everything. Your buddy, pal. Thanks, man. Yeah. Lovely chat. Want to do it again sometime soon. Um, he had mentioned that Claude, he's, he's just a good guy. And in light of all of the terrible stuff that's been coming out with coaches, with uh, who has a mm. Bill Peters, that racist shitbag. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. gone. Mike mm -hmm. Babcock is, woo, he's a, wow. Lots of stories about him coming out now. And none about Claude. Monsieur not Julian is uh, not, not a one. So, and further to that, uh, John. You know what's really interesting? What I was that? thinking about today. What were you thinking no about stories... today? That was super interesting. <laughs> no stories about Tortorella. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, it's probably <laughs> because of... well, it's probably because he knows we where all his. We already know them. It's probably because yeah. his player. He knows where all his players live, so they're like, okay. <laughs> or he like made them sign like a blood oath. <laughs> yeah, an NDA. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting though. Interesting dude. Tough dude. Woof. Anyway. Uh but yeah, getting rid of Claude. See him in a Starbucks line. No. Would mm -hmm. not would not help out the team right now. If no. I had to, if I had to fire anybody and I had the power of God to do it or a GM a it'd be god. Mueller. Man, yes. he's on board for the special teams, and I don't care if he's a conduit, like a better one for the kids, because it's been mentioned, too, in interviews that Mueller is great with the kids. But KK loves him. Exactly, and that's that's important, because KK is going to be wearing his number tomorrow for the uh, for the captains and veterans ceremony. Yeah. And uh, that's something we'll talk about in a little bit, because that's a very interesting thing, and some stuff came up that I want to talk about. Um, but, like... Muller was brought on to fix the power play. Hasn't done that, and the penalty kill is a travesty. Something has to give with the special teams because no team is making it into the playoffs with a shit penalty kill. Doesn't matter who you are. I mean, actually, now I'm going to look up uh, the Blues penalty kill last year. Really quick, since I actually have it up. St. Louis Blues, their penalty kill was ninth in the league despite having a terrible season and then an incredible run to the playoffs. And further to that, they were 10th in power play. And Muller came from St. Louis. So whatever he he. Who does they have now? I don't know a fucking telephone pole. I don't know. Guy doesn't have to say anything; they just do it. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we were all We could win a fucking game. game. <laughs> Last year, the Habs penalty kill was 18th in the league, and their power play was not last. Sec oh, yep. Second the to last to last. the Predators, yeah. which isn't saying much because holy shit. Yeah. So bad. Anyway. Um... But great five on five. Great. Super awesome. Okay. Enough about yeah. that. Sorry. They've just got to get over this they're two points behind the leafs tampa bay keeps losing that is true 
they're just two points out of being top three in the division. So they've just got to get over this. They've got to get out of their heads. Um, I think that Claude did a very good thing not having a practice on Friday. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, no, that is good, yeah. And we'll never find out, but I don't know. I bet Shea Weber had the players over or something, you know, because this is an important thing that they have to get through together, and that's something that they keep talking about and they're aware of it and the fact that they are so tight and care so much is a is a really good sign and yes it's eight games without a win and it started with the first loss to new jersey who lost seven to one tonight to buffalo yeah but the sabers see the thing about the sabers is that Man, Jack Eichel, that guy. The thing about the Sabres is that Jack, Jack Eichel was Jake, allowed Jack, in front of Jake. Yeah. Jack, Jack was allowed oh. in front of the net completely by himself. Yeah. It's things like that. But anyway, I just saw a little clip of that on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. They have. There's so many other components that are that are going for them there, and they they play for a coach who is a wonderful coach, and he's supportive of them. He was pissed off about that call on Cousins yesterday, yeah, which but... was a blatant penalty. Yeah, that was but... that was totally a penalty. I don't know what he was going on about. Oh God. Or maybe he just wanted to be fired up for his players. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I really like his style, and the team has a lot going for them. Does something need to happen? I think that it might just be the backup goalie that really needs to be addressed, that can be addressed right now, because we're not getting Taylor Hall right now, you know? And, like, if there was something out there that could slot in right away, Brisbane would have ha- would have made it happen. Well, unless the prices are too high. Also, I mean, go on. I'm sorry. No, but I just mean nope. I think I'm I'm finished. Mm. What I was going to mention is that interestingly enough, uh, the the winless streak got worse while Bergevin was apparently. And I don't exactly yes. know exactly the date, but he was apparently away to Russia. And why? To, to court talk to Bob Hartley. No, that was no. Oh, but no? interesting enough, no, that did not happen. <laughs> I know you're being you're being so funny. We'll talk about I'm that so in funny. a second. Yeah, okay. So the um no, he's over in Russia talking to the Czar, Alexander yeah. Romanov. Mm-hmm. And man, if something happens oh, and he's like, Look who I brought with me, Alexander Romanov, great. That's awesome. But the thing is, Berzevan and, oh, I want to talk about Brian Wilde's article that he put out uh, after whatever game it was. Uh, oh, man. he There's a quote there that I kind of want to pick apart. Love you, Brian. But eh, we'll talk about it. Um, so the thing is, is that Bergevin is trying at this point in time. And since he became GM and he had that, <laughs> you know, five years in, had his you know head worked around. Be like, okay, I have to build the team like this. And this mm. is the staff that I want. These are the players that I want. Romanov is going to be a big part of that equation. 
And, uh, you know, people are saying that he has the upside of a first-pairing defenseman in the NHL. And that's exactly what the Habs need. Probably now they need it. But yeah. if they find somebody and then they have Romanov that can just come in and say, hey, guys, I'm here. Uh, da, you know, Das Vidanya, you know, there he is. Cool. Um, there it is. Now, to swing this back over to Brian Wilde's uh, bit, because we're talking about Bears event. He one of the quotes in his call of the wild, which are always great reads, and I love Brian's perspective on things. He mentioned that Bergevin is building a great trade resume, but not a great team. And I can, on the surface, I can understand the logic of that, but at the same time, I also cannot understand the logic of that. On the same token. If you're going by the same token, by the same token, if you're going to make good trades, trades, isn't that also, and I think I'm going to use this correctly, mm-hmm. vis-a-vis making the team better because you're acquiring an asset while unloading other assets in the hopes that the asset that you required performs. And so far that has been essentially the case. The most striking this season, and I fucking hate to say it, but I have to, would be Weber and Subban. Subban's having a god-awful season while Weber is not not having a bad season or a couple of years at that. Um, Domi last year was a revelation. Not so much this year, and that's another interesting point that we ought to mention if we have time. I don't think we will, but we'll figure it out. Um... But yeah, Bergevin, he, Bergevin's not going anywhere. No. And I mean, this isn't to pick on Brian. Um, I haven't read the piece because I... I, I oh, it was good. It's good, but... I'm sure it is good. That but it's not, And it's not me... to pick on Brian, but it is kind of easy after an eight-game winless streak to say this is a bad team when three weeks ago, oh my God, they're beating the Capitals. They beat St. Louis twice. They beat fucking Boston. They beat, you know, what a good team. Uh, as we've mentioned previously, the parody in the NHL, anything can happen on any given night. And I'm to call this team a bad team when precisely, as you said, David, after all the trades that he's made, Win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shea Weber, the biggest knock on him, four years older than P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban is now the age that Shea Weber was when he became a Montreal Canadian, and he sucks. I'm yeah. not sure what the what his problem is. I don't watch him often, but when I see this, like the the replays on Twitter, it, I even like even in the game against uh, the Habs. He is a shell of his former self. And I don't know what the issue is there, and I don't care. But, and and Shea Weber, so much older, he's in the Norris conversation. However it is that the Habs are doing currently, he's in the Norris conversation. Like, that's the biggest one. And then Domi Galchenyuk, I don't know what Galchenyuk is doing now, but the, uh, his trades have made the team better. So it's kind of, there's a dissonance there that, doesn't make sense yeah yeah so like and none... he's not getting fired yeah the only the only coaching Mm-mm. change i could see that could make sense would be muller but nobody's yeah. talking about that 
Uh, probably because he's not, you know, the face of the the face of, you know, what's going on. You know, nobody mm-hmm. ever says Mueller, but man, the special teams has been an issue for years. Years. Yeah. And it's just a it's, long time. It's never addressed properly. But what can you do? Um let's see, what else can we bitch about? I'm not bitching. I have something. I'm bitching. <laughs> Oh, um, I do have things, but go ahead, Beth. Sorry. Did I don't remember if we talked about this last week, um, but last week people were like complaining about how um, Julian didn't have the players like bag skaters or whatever. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And what did he say? I have this. I have notes. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> He wants the players to channel their frustration the right way. Um, he feels that uh, bag skates are nearly obsolete given the schedule and speed of the game nowadays. Um, and he would rather figure out how to figure out how to use practice time to motivate the players and have them be better or f- change things around that in a helpful way for the next game instead of just further. Um, disheartening them like a bag skate would. Um, so he, I think, I think what he did was he like had them do like a tiny skate and then they watched video. Wasn't and then that they home? Wasn't that the? Do you have a date on that? After the um, Boston I, game, I think. I thought it was after I the Rangers so. game. I don't have a date on. I th- I wrote this on the twenty fifth, but. That's all I. That's the only date I have. That was before the Bruins game. Twenty fifth. Yeah, the twenty fifth. So they had their that. Yeah, yeah. See, they had their technical practice, and then they got fucking destroyed by Bru by the Boston Bruins. So, yeah, bag skate would have hap- would have helped, and neither did that practice apparently. So. Hmm. <laughs> and, and then he had no okay. practice at all. Yeah. After the loss uh, to whatever. Was yeah. it Jersey on Thursday? I don't remember. Well, why practice if they don't pay attention? That. <laughs> well, I'm missing. My thing is, it's like the. I don't want to start any arguments with you guys, but it's like the whole spanking versus not spanking your kids argument. Like, that's my. It's like the whole, like, hard practice slash bag skate versus doing something else for practice. Yeah. Um, analogy. There we go. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. I like I like mm-hmm. Claude's philosophy, where he's yeah. not going to punish them. He's gonna he's gonna work with them instead. And I heard our our good friend Tony Marinero. Tony was Tony. in a was a comp- Oh my god! From what I've heard, <laughs> and I don't listen to him, but the comments on Twitter were just saying he was just having a an apoplectic favorite word meltdown. <laughs> well, what I heard him because I I I'm not gonna listen to his show, but he was on the Habs lunch, and it might have been after oh, the last loss in. on Thurs- Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, he was. I mean, it's his shtick, right? He's got to get people worked up, and that's, I don't know, that's what they want him to do over there. But what he was freaking out about was, everybody talks about Shea Weber, and where's the leadership? with All the leadership on this team, and they keep losing, because some leadership wasn't Shea Weber and the culture, and bitching, bitching, bitching about 
all of that shit. But I remember um, what uh, Mark Bergevin said over the summer and one of his, over the summer, right at the start of the season, one of his interviews was that he doesn't even know how Shea Weber is taking matters into his own hands or what he does. And he doesn't care. The only thing is that he's not worried about his team with Shea Weber in, in a position of leadership. And so that's what, anyway, that's what made me think, you know, I wonder, I wonder if he had them over to his house. I wonder if he, because, you know, this is the time that somebody in a position of leadership should be bringing people together. So anyway, um, it just reminded me because the knock was on Shea Weber and leadership and culture and what's going on with his team. Well, they're going through a slide. Every NHL team will have one mm-hmm. except Tampa Bay last year who decided to instead <laughs> poop the bed when it really mattered. And go on a streak at the wrong time. The wrong kind of streak. Yep. At the worst time possible. Yeah. So now we're starting to run out of time, and I have a few updates. Is there anything else? I have a thing that's only slightly Habs related. All right. I'm going to get into the Habs related stuff then. So uh, Jonathan Drouin updated us saying that it was not a fracture, but it was a tendon tear, which means I'm not a doctor, but not as bad as broken bone. Next, tomorrow is December 3. It is the 110th anniversary of... Of the Habs. Their birthday is actually on the 4th. But they have a game tomorrow. And so the pre, um, the pre-game the ceremony. Will be honoring many of uh, the captains. That are still alive. Will be honored there. Of prominent note. Will be. Saku Koivu himself. Which is very cool. Who will be represented by Arturi Lekkonen. Who is going to wear his number. And his name. During the warm up practice. Another name that will be honored, which I thought was very interesting, is none other than Andre Markov. His his what? his number and jersey will be writ, will be um, worn by Christian Folin for the or Christian Folin for the warm up. But he's never he's never been the captain. Well, these aren't captains. Ken Dryden was supposed to be represented by Keith Kincaid. Ha <laughs> Awkward. So oh no. So that's not happening. Um, who else is on this list? Uh, Jacques Plante. No, Jacques Plante was not a captain. I don't think he was. And Carey Price will be wearing Plante's number. Larry Robinson will be worn by Shea Weber. Perfect. Yeah, no, perfect. But there's a whole list of names here. Uh, Guy Lafleur will be will be on by Max Domi. Yvonne Cornoyer, Brendan Gallagher, Mats Nasland, Joel Armia. Uh, Sergei Savard will be Ben Sherratt. Guy Carboneau will be Nick Cousins. Whatever. Uh, and then Jean Beliveau will be... Philippe Deneau. Will be with Philippe Deneau. Maurice Richard. Charles Houdon. Love it. That's very... That's a very cool move, I thought. And then, I uh, love that. Uh, and then Henri Richard. Thomas Tatar. Awesome. Which is very cool. So it's going to be a great ceremony tomorrow. And if people can get the chance to tune in, I hope that they air it. I'm sure they will. Um, yeah, I get to see the the guys uh, honoring the captains and probably some vets. I don't know if Markov's going to be in the building, but, you know, that's uh, pretty cool. 
that's quite something. Now, I, uh, because you mentioned it, I wanted to say that Guy Leffler's family, the, yes. the flower, put out a statement yesterday saying that um, he had been hospitalized once more and had a treatment for a growth on his lung or something like that, um, that yep. he's convalescing and that there is not going to be any further statement at this time. So just we at the happy hour send out our very profound good wishes to Guy Leffler in his recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, and our listeners. the details mm-hmm. is that they removed a lobe from one of his lungs and also they removed uh, separately lymph nodes for whatever reason. We all know that Guy Lafleur smoked like a chimney. So mm-hmm. might have something to do a with chimney. that. A chimney. Sorry. A chimney. <laughs> he did. He did. I think he smoked like when he was on the bench. Yeah. for a shift. Yeah. Pretty much like three, <laughs> three packs or four packs a day or something. That might be a myth. Wow. But... Yeah. I'm lying. I don't know how much he smoked, but... I mean, he, he could a lot. he could do it. Whatever works, yeah. kid. Whatever he wanted to do. Yes. Whatever he wanted to do. Yes. Um. Anyways, that's all the stuff I had. Uh, Beth, you mentioned something okay. sort of kind of Habs related. I have a cute. So, um, you guys know, our listeners should know by now. Um, my best friend slash roommate is a Leafs fan. Boo. And, okay. End yes. of episode. Everybody, <laughs> have yourselves a good day. No, it's no. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. No, no, it's okay. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> So she texted me today. I'm just up here, like, making some notes. And she is, I don't know where she is at, but she texted me and she said, I have a crush on one of your players. And I'm oh. like, oh, which one? Nick Cousins. And she said, he's adorable. <laughs> and Uh-oh. then she said, he looks like toothless Kit Harrington. And I'm like, send me a picture. What? It's Jonathan, it's Jonathan Jewett. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She said, I was reading about how he's injured. It's injured. It's so sad. He's adorable. <laughs> Well, oh, I think she, he's taken. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's also married. Oh, okay. Well, so... like that stops anybody. My mom's <laughs> boyfriend is Marc Andre Fleury. So, like, whatever. Yeah, she said, you know me, just taking a rose hip Epsom salt bath, reading about not my hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> well, she. She has good taste. Yeah. Yeah, it is good taste. No, no. He's Jonathan. a good boyo. Yeah, he's a good. It was boy. just funny. When you break down um, his pressers and what he says, I love reading his comments. He's he's a smart kid. Yes. I shouldn't say kid. He's a smart young man. Yeah, smart young man. Yeah. Yeah, he's a righteous dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now with that, uh, I want to end uh, kind of like how we, we how we began, where um, uh, Jean Beliveau, he you know he passed five years ago today, uh, a huge loss for the organization and hockey in general, and with everything, just everything that he brought to the hockey world, to Montreal, and everything, and leaving, you know, thankfully, uh, Madame Beliveau decided to stick around with us still. And after the loss, I believe it was against uh, the Bruins. Yes. Eric Engels um, reported that he had seen her. And she had said to him, uh, toujours uh, jusqu'à bout, which means always until the end. And uh, that is a good mantra for all of Habs Nation. And I know that's one that I'm going to be taking up 
and no matter how angry I mm -hmm. get at the team, because I do get angry as people that have seen games that I'm at <laughs> seen Veronica and Beth. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I get riled no up. Riled up. Yeah, stay, like, like um, Ashley, like I said to Ashley on Twitter today, stay till the end of the movie. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was a good one. Ashley was on fire today. Everyone should follow. She was great. Everyone should follow at Allure if you don't already because she is amazing. At A-L-O-U-R. And if you don't like her, just stay around for the cat pictures. Exactly. Yeah. And soon-to-be baby pictures. And soon-to-be baby pictures. Oh, my Lord. And as if somebody Lord. couldn't like her. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, she's great. Yeah. The best. She's such genuine, unique content. Mm -hmm. And does a genuine, unique person. Yeah. An independent thinker or sheep. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Awesome.